Welcome to the Wild Wonder Podcast. I am your hostess, Kristen Yorka, and for your listening pleasure, I present to you how yoga works. In this episode, I'll be speaking with yoga guide, conscious community leader, self-transformation coach, and international public speaker, Michelle Shanti Williams. Michelle shares her experience of how yoga initiated an era of change in her own life, how she brought that gift home to her community in Belize, and how others may do the same. She is the founder of the Om Shanti Belize Meditation Technique, Om Shanti Belize School, and the five-star rated Retreat for Yoga and Wellness. She is also the founder of Rhythm of Change Belize, or ROC, a nonprofit organization dedicated to sharing evolutionary tools of progressive actions such as yoga, breathwork, and meditation to communities throughout the country and region. So without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Michelle, and welcome to the Wild Wonder Podcast. Uh, thank you, and good morning from Belize. Thank you so oh. much for inviting me. <laughs> oh, it's so great to see your face, finally. Um, it's interesting because I've been doing this podcast for almost two years, and even though yoga has been such a catalyst in my life, I, we've never explored the topic of yoga on the podcast before, so you're our first yogi. Oh, I am so honored. <laughs> I am really honored. And I feel like I have the privilege of being the interviewer because I've been able to watch your work kind of from afar. And it seems that you use yoga and meditation and these mindfulness practices to really, you know, start change in your community and in the people around you. So I would just like to know how you were led to yoga or how yoga found you. You know, it's so funny that you say how yoga found you because... I kind of felt that you were going to ask me this question. And my first thinking of what I would answer would be how yoga found me, not necessarily how I found yoga. Um, But I guess it's intertwined. So it's like a a weird synchronicity there. Um, You know, like many people, I struggled with mental health. Um, Many people that have entered, uh, well, have started to practice different you know, facets of yoga to really balance their their nervous system and to improve their mental health and to see life in a more positive way. And so like most people, as a teenager, a young adult, I really struggled with depression and anxiety and, um, you know, self-esteem, like identity, eating disorders, you name it, everything that comes right. with those things, I kind of um, experienced. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I really opened up to my family and really told them because I was one of those secret depressives, you know, like I was, <laughs> I was, uh, I, I, I suffered from depression, but in anybody that wouldn't necessarily meet me, they always thought that I was this cherry, had everything going, you know, kind of person. And from the outside, it really did look like that. Uh, Anyway, so, you know, I I started therapy, I was put on a myriad amount of drugs, and uh, it was, you know, one, the the lowest moment of my life when I was kind of like in bed for six months, and I started to drink, not necessarily to get drunk, but just to sleep, because I didn't want to be awake, and nobody could understand, nobody could understand what I was 
experiencing because from the outside it looked so well anyway i was um my therapist in miami suggested two places that i go um to choose from and to go to an in person you know uh facility and um stay for a while and i uh i had the choice of either a harvard medical facility or this place called sierra tucson and the more i found out about it the more i researched about it it really kind of um i was really drawn to it because it respected the eastern forms of healing so there was meditation there was mindfulness meditation there was i um uh acupuncture we did they did reiki there was yoga and there were all these different things that they offered was, as well oh, as sorry this was in tucson yes it's a place called sierra tucson mm-hmm. and it's in tucson arizona and so i flew there and i was there for a month and i this is where i experienced all of these wonderful um you know modalities of healing uh and i learned about nutrition and uh parallel to group therapy and individual therapy um and but they respected both western and eastern so that there were mm-hmm. some people that you know needed the help of some medication just to get them to a place where they can feel like they can do certain things in life and that i totally respected but it was a place where there was all different people from all different walks of life that had experienced all sorts of addictions there were drug addicts there were sex addicts there were uh, people that suffered from eating disorders and we were all together and they 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 addressed everything as being stress related so when your body mm-hmm. your mind is under stress like we look for different ways to self medicate and to to ease and this is and so that's how they approached everything uh and so i left there with a whole new outlook on life i had learned a lot about myself mm-hmm. um i had learned a lot about why i was the way i was um and i had all these tools that i'd been doing for the past month you know and when you think about it it was just like on the surface but they really helped me and so i got involved with everything with the with the encouragement of my mother you know she's like if you're if you love yoga like i was practicing it for a year and she goes the best place to go if you want to teach yoga is to um go to india and and the, the reiki like the if you want to do that like you learn to become a reiki practitioner and i went to become a and i i'm now a reiki master and so everything that um and there was something that was with me throughout this experience at Sierra Tucson that was like oh wow i could offer this oh wow like other people can if i know about this other people can benefit it was just something like i felt as though i was experiencing everything that i had experienced the good the bad the ugly for something bigger and uh and that's why i got involved and that's why i went searching for um more knowledge and to have to explore self in a in a deeper way and so it became my life and that's really how it started you know and everything that i offer here at om shanti um besides the emdr uh was is 
is was something that I learned at Sierra Tucson that actually helped me. And uh, we and so it's been. I think I kind of realized when I was there that there was a purpose from all the experiences that I was having, mm-hmm. and uh, I just really wanted. I wanted to share, and I was really cognizant of the fact that I was privileged in the sense mm. that it was costly to go there, and uh, the people that needed it in my community would never be able to. It was just not. It, it was not in the in the in the financial. It wasn't even really in the finances of my mom. Like she always jokes that she you know she spent her retirement on that on that trip <laughs> on that treatment it paid off. <laughs> yeah, and so that's what I did, and 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 so that's how I got involved in yoga, and then I just kept going deeper and deeper into the more spiritual aspects of it because I think there is. Um, a correlation between, and now I understand it a little bit better that I know that that I have a little bit more knowledge mm-hmm. um, in with the integrative approach because in my tradition, you know, we look at Ayurveda, we look at Vedic astrology, Jyotisha, um, we we practice kriyas for for different things, and we really get to understand ourselves, our personal mm-hmm. selves, a little bit better, and so we work with the practices that can help strengthen the things that we need strengthening and then to just support the things that we um, that we need support and to just enjoy the things that are naturally there for us. Right. And, uh, and so, yeah. yeah, and that's, and so the more that I get into it, the more knowledge that I, that I acquire, um, the more I'm drawn towards the spiritual aspects and the in- integrative approach that can benefit really anyone, no matter their religious or spiritual right. beliefs. Yeah. But I do want to go back to the family support piece is huge. I think for a lot of black and brown communities, I could speak for myself, Caribbean communities, kind of that for many, the anxiety and depression is either not well understood or kind of uh, thrown under the rug. Um, and I think not only did your family support you financially, but there's that huge piece of like acknowledging your suffering. Um, could you speak on that? For sure. I mean, it was kind of like acknowledging suffering that they couldn't understand, but they felt. Okay. You understand? It's mm-hmm. like they didn't understand why I was this way, but they felt it. They could feel mm-hmm. my my uh, uh, my suffering. There, it, there was, you know, a, a time when. I mean, even up to now, you don't really. It's getting. You were talking about it more, and it's more mm-hmm. openly understood, you know, depression, anxiety, mental health. Uh, but when I first kind of came out, it was, I wasn't really comfortable seeing a therapist in Belize because I didn't want people mm-hmm. to know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was like yeah. this mistrust. And, and so th- there was also this notion of, you know, maybe, you know, we won't tell, they just, they wanted me to get well, but there was also this feeling that, um, of protecting me and protecting, mm-hmm. you know, how people saw me, uh, right. and, and those things, but definitely there, it, there was definitely a stigma, um, with mm-hmm. anyone that, that suffers from any kind of mental health issues. And even now, I think the more, even now that people are talking about it more, 
there is still this um it's weird because so many people suffer from it but right. so many people are still withholding and with withholding sharing and it's when mm -hmm. you share that you realize you're not alone and there's this the support system yeah. so there's still that element that's coming along there's been some really brave people that have stepped up and have you know come forward people that are quite well known in 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 Belizean society and so it it kind of opens some doors and the there's some mental health practitioners that are really trying to make it um more um understood and they're respecting the science of yoga in as a as a tool to help with this which is really something that i really appreciate as well right. um but there's always work to be done you know there's always there's always uh hills to 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 climb in this respect and i think the best way in which i've done it is and i'm i speak openly and i was kind of one of the i think one of the first people that started to speak openly uh and it's because i felt i had overcome mm -hmm. uh certain um symptoms of the disease uh and but then i always i mean i sometimes i i regress and there's always that admission that i have and that it's okay and that many people are going through this so it's a matter of not really it's really a matter of not really caring what people think um and just speaking your truth but i have to say the practices that that i do and the the spiritual side of it um has really allowed me to feel really supported in in this purpose that uh you know we we fall and we get back up i always tell my students you know hold yourself to excellence but mm. also be very willing to forgive yourself when you fall short and there's a lesson to be learned in any backward step as long as we take it and we move forward and so okay. it's also uh, um and when i say that i've overcome symptoms i think more i mean that there's an aspect of the awareness of the symptoms mm -hmm. i know where they're coming from they're not just coming out and i'm not just reacting based on you know i kind of understand now mm -hmm. um i understand i understand the way i think i understand where my thoughts come from when they're coming when they're regressing and right. just the awareness alone can really help you um Well, I've always and said that like meditation, when I started meditating, it created that space for me. And I think you're speaking to this between here comes the emotion and I have a choice now that creates that space between reacting to it or diving into it or just letting it pass. And I think I think that's the, the piece you're speaking to. Of course. And, you know, it comes the more you do what the more you meditate and the more you have, a, I think, you more you become aware the more that space is uh, that becomes available to you in everyday life it's not just when you're sitting in meditation mm -hmm. it's when you're when you're doing all the things in life you, you throughout your day you you you've got this constant awareness and this mm -hmm. constant you know the 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 observation of 
the feelings that you're having or even when you're being triggered you know it's kind of mm -hmm. like okay you you know you're being triggered it's not just a reaction that's coming out of nowhere and um and so you can take all the the little tools the tools from the toolbox that you mm -hmm. acquire in in that space of meditation in the morning or in the evening and you can apply it to your everyday and um but you know it's work and it's never ending that's another thing that i try to tell people that there is no end game it's right. once we once we step into that knowledge and kind of in a sense enjoy the process because you go through this thing where oh wow i've transcended that yay you have a little party <laughs> And then it's like, okay, something else comes at me. And I'm like, all right, well, I get this. And it's just your outlook. It's the way you perceive mm -hmm. everything. Once you learn to change that, then you can really, I like to say maneuver through life elegantly, mm -hmm. even with the hits that come to you. It's like, you, right. know, you know, you understand. And, um, but I think there's this pressure too sometimes when people think that there's an end result that we have yeah. to acquire and then they become frustrated when mm -hmm. you know they transcend and then something else comes and then they become they, then they become frustrated and then they think then sometimes people give up but there's if we just have that notion that it's always a little bit wobbly you know life yeah. would be boring if it wasn't right <laughs> i think i i definitely went through that i can speak to that because i felt like if i just did yoga in my earlier years if I just did yoga and meditated, I think in the back of my mind, I was thinking that life would be great. I would be perfectly peaceful and nothing bad could ever happen to me. It was kind of um, like superstitious, right? So then yeah. a couple of years down the line when something really terrible did happen, I almost got more angry at the yoga, the yoga practice. Like you were supposed to save me. You were supposed to yeah. make me better than this. You were supposed to not let anything happen to me. And I, that yeah. struggle, that relationship with the practice lasted a year or two years. I really had to like, you know, disentangle my own belief system around what yoga was and what it was meant to do. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, you know, it's so funny because I did a, during COVID, I did a, a beautiful course uh Sundaria Lahiri course and it was kind of like the teachings of Shankara who's one of the masters in my tradition and in the end we kind of all decided that and I mean it was kind of like a uh giving honor to the notion of the goddess the divine goddess mm -hmm. you know and and the love for the divine goddess and the feminine energy and everything uh, whether or not you 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 um you appear male or female it's just giving mm. that but throughout this course at, at the end of the course you know we did all these all these tantric practices and it was just so beautiful the experience and then at the end of the day it was so funny because through through the study we realized that all you as a yogi you're also a human being and you also have these emotions of frustration anger um you know you have incredible love you have all these emotions but what i think i really think the practices that we do um in yoga don't allow them to stick as long as if we weren't it doesn't take away the experience because right. experience life is life right, right. 
it doesn't it doesn't take away the experience that we have but we always have the tool to go back and it doesn't it's like it doesn't allow us to be stuck um for too long and 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 so that's how i that's how i see um it helping yeah yeah, that that ability to go back to the mat, you know, to like just go back, just sit for a minute, just try. Yeah, yeah, and you know, this seems really like one of these terms that's used a lot, but I know that whenever I experience something that I perceive as bad, mm. uh, there's always a very powerful learning experience to come from it, mm. and. And also, if things aren't necessarily going our way, there's usually a reason for that. And, mm -hmm. you know, they, there's, if, you, if we really sit with experiences, there's always something that can help us um, grow. You know, mm -hmm. there, is, there is some element of that experience that can help us grow. And so if, it, if it's just so that we don't necessarily allow ourselves to be put in certain situations again mm -hmm. or to be more, discer be more discerning, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I'd love to know how your practice looks for you, your personal practice looks for you, maybe on a daily or weekly basis. So, uh, like I said, I'm, I've... I'm more grounded in the spiritual aspect. Mm -hmm. So in the mornings, I'd say I, I usually get up around 4.30 in the morning and mm -hmm. I, I, I do my meditation practice. And that usually takes about 30 minutes. Huh. Um, I'm not doing a japa practice right now, but uh, depending on the transit of the, the planetary transit, and, mm. and I know what's coming on my chart. I would have a, I would have a japa practice, mm -hmm. uh, and then I do uh, puja in the morning, which is about twenty minutes, and mm. it's a really beautiful. I have a, um, a set of chants that I do. Okay, um, it really helps me connect to the elements and to uh, ground myself in a in gratitude for the day you know mm -hmm. I, I it's good for me and then uh in the evening I would have some sort of sadhana that I do whether it's a kriya practice um or uh a, another uh, another um meditative sadhana uh mm -hmm. asana I do I'm teaching so I get my asana practice in <laughs> when I when I teach Mm -hmm. um, and so, and so, that's what my day looks like as far as as far as spiritual, as far as yogic practice is mm -hmm. concerned. I'm, uh, yeah. So that so you really like bookend your day with with this practice because you're waking up and you're committing yeah. to this practice, and then before bed you're you're reaffirming this practice. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like keeping you waking up in gratitude going mm -hmm. to bed in gratitude no matter what happened during the day there's this you know and it's also this moment of um especially when there's a meditative sadhana involved there's this 
notion of kind of like recollecting and just observing and letting go so that when you sleep, there's this really nice ease to your sleep, mm. you know, deep sleep. Um, and that's really how my day looked. You know, I, uh, during COVID, it was, it was beautiful for me because I had so much time. Well, the, for mm-hmm. the first six months of COVID, I was in India. And so we were doing practicing like, you know, six to eight hours a day wow. in, the, in the Himalayas. And then uh, when I came back, I kind of tried to keep um, that, like you said, that kind of like bookend practicing mm. as, as best I can. But yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And, and you bring this love out into your community in such a big way. When was the moment you decided, like, I need to share this with the p- people believe? That was the, that was the initial, oh, yeah. the, the, the whole reason, the whole thing. You know, <laughs> yeah. I never thought about like, how am I going to make money? Like I, that wasn't a thing. It was just, I wanted to be able to share, uh, all these things that I learned because it helped me so much. And I knew, you see, it didn't really have to do with your suffering is suffering, whether or not you're, you're financially here or financially there suffering is suffering right Mm. and I just knew that if I could get it out to the community and if people would be open to the practices uh that there would be some element of um relief in some Mm. of the suffering I just wanted people to experience it because I knew people were suffering from what I'd suffered from because Mm -hmm. of different reasons you know right and and so I started when I came back to Belize. Uh, I was away for some time. I came back to Belize and I started um, community classes. And then from community, and then I opened Om Shanti. But I was doing community classes at the same time. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a friend of mine invited me to this um, gathering called Days of Healing, and it was uh, a grassroots organization that was born out of a gang massacre that took place in Belize Mm. Um, and so the parents of all the gang rivals got together and the families and they just wanted a day of healing every month that could bring everybody together regardless of their you know their territories and just have like a day of healing Mm -hmm. and so one of the first days of healings was outside of Belize City and my friend Samaya um, invited me to go share yoga with the kids mm. and it was the most beautiful experience that I had I remember I had a friend visiting a yogi friend visiting from Uruguay and once we finished yoga we started to do some dancing some creole dancing some by mm. and there was drums there and it was really beautiful and then the adults started to do it with us and and so I started to do that with this guy sticks every month and we would I would, you know, get my mats and we would go to different areas, gang areas, mm-hmm. and we'd teach the kids on the streets. Oh, wow. Um, later mats and we'd teach them on the streets, and that's how that started. And then it became very hard to control because there was music playing and, mm-hmm. you know, I was trying to get the kids <laughs> used to meditating. So I ended up going to um, a, a school, the church that my mom goes to, St. Martin de Porres School, and I went to speak to this priest called Father Matt, and I said, hey, you know, I really want to um, 
teach yoga in a community where the same the same um, community that would come to Days of Healing would be able mm. to art would be at the school. And he said, "Well, speak to our counseling department." And I ended up started doing an after an after school program, and we 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 started to teach yoga there, and that lasted for years, really right up until COVID. Wow. Uh, here. So that's how it started. And then we just, then it just evolved. Like people mm. started to come in my life that wanted to do different things and wanted to mm. do this and wanted to do that. And then it just, it went, and then I had the, you know, the people at the prison um, asked me to teach the uh, under 18 males that serious offenders. And I did that for a long time and go into the, the, the prison system and teach them an Ashtanga pra- practice, you know. Mm. And then, and they loved it. And um, then I started to work with the females in the prison. And we actually, through my yoga school, we we certified four or five, I think, um, teachers. So they started wow. to do that there. And so it just evolved, like people started to hear. And mm-hmm. then I was working in the youth hostel and we just, we kind of just spread. And then I had, I began to get ambassadors in different areas of the country that would hold community classes. And I started to get fundraising um, efforts to try to give them some compensation, you know, because these were people that were doing it um, from their time. But, you know, there was, you know, things are kind of rough. Bills to be paid, yeah. We started, yeah, they got bills to be paid. So that started to happen. And, I think now um, we pretty much have an ambassador in every in every district for rock, and now abroad, you're one of our ambassadors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it just it's you know it's just working out. I never really had a plan, honestly. It just people came into my life mm-hmm. um, as I needed, and they came up as I, it, it was kind of like this morning in, you know, in the shower thinking about what I was going to say. And then you say right. it, um, I have, I'd have an idea. And then if within like, that week, somebody would, somebody would come in and say, listen, I can do this. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I thought about this. And I just was figuring how I can do this and you're going to do it. And a lot of people have given a lot of their time and a lot of their heart, you know, it's all about heart-based collaboration. Yeah. Like, across the board, across the, 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 the financial brackets, across the mm. religious brackets, across all spectrums. It's just been um, uh, a wonderful community and, and a wonderful heart-based um, extension of every person that's involved. And, and so when COVID hit, you know, we had to, we developed uh, a children's yoga series with a friend of mine that's a psychologist and we came up with a yoga series with scripts from age five to age 18 I mean we were just flowing and we have chair yoga on our website it's just really full with stuff you know mm-hmm. and uh so yeah and then Om Shanti is growing we're, it's just it's, you know it's, it's just happening yeah I think there's two pieces to your story that I know listeners are going to be like, okay, so you need the faith piece. I think you have very strong faith or you're being pulled by your heart. And then listeners may think, yeah, but she's also really brave. Because I know I've spoken to people, there's that decision, right, that people want to help in their community, but they might be scared to go into a 
a community that's riddled with uh, gang violence or they're scared to go into a jail system, maybe because of their own fearfulness or feeling like they won't be able to contribute in the way they want to. So there was a, a decision to be made there that makes me think you're very brave, you know? Like, if I were in that situation, would I be able to do the same? I didn't really think about it. You know, it's a really strange thing. It was kind of just spontaneous action. Mm. I know that I know that when I came back to Belize, a friend of mine that I spent some time with in India, he kept saying, you know, it would be great if you could offer some of this stuff in the in the prison system. And at first, you know, there was first of all, I have to admit, there was this notion that I'm not good enough. Like I don't know where I would start. And I remember trying to reach out to some people to come do it from abroad. And then he said to me, why don't you do it? Like, why are you trying to arrange all this stuff? You do it. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Hmm. And I went without really even thinking. I really didn't have an expectation. I, I just knew that. And I didn't have fear. And I, hmm. I, I think it's because working with the, with the gang, areas also there is you know there's this underlying thing that that's the same in all of us mm -hmm. whether or not we come from a, a, a an area like that there is there is this yearning for connectivity there is this yeah. yearning to feel supported there is this yearning and once you go I think once you're going with a mindset that uh I went in with a mindset that I could learn. Mm. I can learn. And I learned so much from the kids that I, that I taught. Like I, I learned about, you talk about bravery. I learned about that from eight-year-old kids that I was teaching wow. in these schools that was smack in the middle of, you know, gang warfare. Mm -hmm. And I was, and, and I also learned about compassion from them. I learned about steadfastness from the young men that were in the prison that I was, that I was teaching. And I was all, I also learned about curiosity and about, believe it or not, respect. Yeah. I was a female that was going in there. And, you know, when I first wanted to do it, they would, they told me no. And I had to like not wear any makeup. I had to wear, cover myself. And I couldn't do the postures, and that's why I taught Ashtanga because I had a, I had a, um, a Jesuit volunteer that was there as well, and he would do the postures, and while I would like do the count, you know. And I learned, I learned respect. I learned respect from these people, and I learned from the females. I learned compassion. I learned community. They, they. You know, and so these notions that we have that fill us with fear, and this is this is like an ironic thing because where does hatred really come from? It comes from fear. It comes from fear of the unknown, right? Mm -hmm. It comes literally from fear of the unknown. And so, I mean, I never, I never really thought about that, and I developed really respectful relationships with all of them you know when i did the teacher training with the females mm -hmm. there was so much that they and i learned gratitude there was so much that they were grateful for to be able to understand themselves more mm 
And I was so grateful for them for actually opening up and letting go of the shell that they were holding on to for so long. I'll always remember on my birthday one year, a friend of mine who has a yoga studio in Punta Gorda that um, does some work. She does some work with rock down there. She's actually on our board now. Uh, she was teaching, I think, three times a week yoga classes down there. And she called me for the community. Hmm. And she called, she texted me one, one year on my birthday and she goes, happy birthday, but um, I have, I think I have the best birthday present for you. And she said, the other day I had a class and there was a new person in the class and I noticed it was a young kid and he was really, really good. She does like a power yoga thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I went up to him and I'm like, where did you learn yoga? You're like, you're good. And he kind of got a little bit embarrassed and then he pulled her aside and he said, I learned it in prison. And so it was obvious that when he was released, he sought the yoga community. And that alone was like, okay, some things are working. Because I also don't think that you can do, you can do tests to see if yoga works, you know? Yeah. And you can't, you can't give a time frame on it because one person might, it, it, they might, it can work within two weeks, some people two years, but you can't really say, it's not working because it's not showing up yet or it's right. not being, it's just one of those things. You can't really, you can't really evaluate it in that way. Like you can't give them a test and say, if you pass, that means it's working. Right. Um, but the seed I is there. Really, I think what you're doing is you're planting the seed, right? Yeah. yeah With the faith sure. that it'll grow. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I've learned too is that I don't push my spirit. I don't push the practices that I personally do. Mm. I stick with the stuff, especially with those that I'm introducing it to. Like Ashtanga, I find is a really good practice because it's really a mm. breathing system. And, you know, you can take it slower. You, you don't have to be as rigid. Um, but it really helps to relieve tension from the body. It's meditative, and it also is a really good way in which people can breathe, like really learn to acknowledge their breath. So that's, and then of course, restorative practices, meditation, those things. I, and then, you know, when curiosity is there, I speak of the other things that I practice, the, the Jyotisha and the, um, um, you know, my meditation and my Kriya aspect, and I speak a little bit about my tradition after a while. And then if there's, in, in, if there's curiosity and sincere mm -hmm. curiosity and sin sincere inquiry, then, you know, I'll go a little bit deeper into that. Um, but I think it's important for people to feel comfortable mm -hmm. uh, with kind of like a practice that is physical and then mm -hmm. meditative at, at first. And then, yeah. you know, we, we talk about the other stuff. Yeah, I always joke that yoga is the gateway drug, you know, <laughs> you start with yeah. the asadas and then little by little you start craving more and more and more. Yeah. I mean, I like to say it's the technology of humanity. Mm. Um, and I say that with the integrative practice, uh, the use of the integrative practice in the sense that we we don't 
we acknowledge all the systems. We don't really, um, it's, not, it's not a reductionary practice where we only will meditate, we'll only will breathe, we only will do this. It kind of has to encompass everything, but baby steps, you know what I mean? Baby steps. Right. So for a person that it has recognized their suffering, and I think that yoga is one of those things that you come to on your knees most of the time, um, how would a person just get started? It, knowing nothing about yoga, knowing nothing about the practice, what would you recommend that they do first? I think finding a community, a yoga community, because that in itself is supportive. Even if you're just coming to class, say twice a week or something like that. Sorry, my, my battery is running out, unfortunately. But anyway, um, if I think finding a yoga community and finding a practice, finding a, a, an instructor that you resonate with, that helps because there's support. And it's sangha, right? It's a, it's a sangha that, that really helps to support you. And I always think it's good to support yourself, uh, to surround yourself with people that are looking to evolve. They're, mm -hmm. they're looking to find, they're looking to also have support, but to look, looking to evolve, to transcend it, not to mm -hmm. be stuck there. They're looking for ways in which to improve themselves. And, and, and a, a, a supportive community that doesn't, gossip and doesn't do those those things but to really lift you up and and you know you can practice together and then I think that's a good start and then once you have that practice together you'll find out about different personal practices that you can do it just it just will naturally I think actually happen you know people will talk you'll share um and there's this Ironically, I, 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 there's this nice uh, uh, way in which you can you can build uh, from that. So yeah, I say find a find a, a, a yoga studio or yoga community, and also you know service is really important. Yeah. That's what I've learned too in 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 overcoming all the, all the, 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 the uh, depression and the anxiety. When you take yourself away from your mm -hmm. suffering and you mm -hmm. start to give, it's like you take yourself away from that ego mentality mm -hmm. and you start to get used in, 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 in my, my community, in my uh, tradition, we call it Dan service. And so you find your, you find your, your, uh, a community that you can give back to and you give back without any expectation and anything in, in, right. in return you just give you know and you and that's also a way to find a community a community of people that are that are involved in service and you know doing something that you like to do you know like for instance my mom probably doesn't even know it's service but she loves to cook and so she cooks for uh, you know, different people in her communities that like mm -hmm. she does a she does she loves to cook. So she that's her service right. and it's it's joyous, you know, it's right. not um burden filled. And it helps to really take yourself away from even kind of like victim mentality. You know, that's yeah. that's also that's also a, a an aspect that I like to talk on. It's not sometimes received so well, but mm -hmm. there is an aspect of okay we had an ex we've had an experience we've experienced trauma every single human being in life has experienced something 
we sit with it, we heal, we heal, we heal, but there has to be a point that we let it go and we don't identify anymore because then we're, we're, we're inhibiting ourselves to grow. Hmm. And, and it might take years and years and years, but that's the direction we're looking to go to, yeah. right? So it's like letting go of the victim mentality. If it's just to say, yes, I've experienced this, but how can I transcend it? How can I heal? Mm-hmm. And even to go even further, how can I help others? Right. You know, how can I help others with this? And that's, I think that's the best way to really mm-hmm. um, step into it. Find a community that is, that is about that. And don't go in there thinking that community is perfect either. Because right. we're, <laughs> yeah. we're all perfect. We all have our, you know, our little, our little um, flaws. Um, but it's working with that and knowing that everybody's human and, and seeing, you know, working with what we can work with. And if we can't work with it anymore, that's okay too. You know, we right. can move on. But always looking for that, looking for the, how we can serve, I think is an important aspect to, um, to healing. I think it's, it's an aspect that's often overlooked now that like yoga has blown up in the West. I think there's a lot of focus on individual growth. And I think the piece that is often missing is that, and then let me share this piece that I've received with others. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot within the, within the way I, not to be critical, but there's a lot mm-hmm. that I believe in the way that the West has, kind of um, marketed yoga mm. uh, and to some extent the watered downness of it um, but then again you know whenever I start to think this I start to also say there has to be an entrance point like you said right. so we have to kind of figure that out um, but Yes, for sure. It's all, it's kind of like a self-motivation and there's nothing wrong with that, but there's mm-hmm. also that, there's also that notion of healing. And ironically enough, I feel as though the healing simultaneously happens as you give, you know, you learn about yourself more as you give, as a, the more that you're exposed to people that are, um, that are like this and to also be around like-minded people that are wanting to give there's that community element too but for sure i never you know it's funny enough i never really thought about that but yeah it's true it is really a a, a, let's let's work on healing ourselves and and gaining better self-esteem and better Mm self-confidence to really go out there and you know, master the world where, right. <laughs> you know, there's ironically too, you know, there's, I was thinking about this this morning that there's masters, there's yoga masters in this world that have never practiced yoga before. <laughs> and it's just, it's just how they live. How they you know? are. They, oh. Yeah. How they live, how they, how they, how they think. Mm. Um, and so those also that's also an aspect to look at it, you know, it's, yeah. um, yeah. So yeah. some people well, are just not true. I know. I always look at those people and I'm like, how blessed to be 
born like that, so joyful, so peaceful, so inherently, you know, yoga filled. It's really cool. But you do so much in your community, and I would love for our community to learn more about, you know, your work at Om Shanti, the rhythm of change in Belize, and anything else you'd like to mention. Okay, so Om Shanti Belize is now, uh, it's one of the, in a sense, it's under the umbrella of Harborview Boutique Hotel and Yoga Retreat here in Belize City. And we're kind of like an oasis in the city. It's very much like nature. We have greens, we have a labyrinth, we have um, lots of birds and flora and fauna. Um, and it, within the, the hotel, there's Om Shanti Belize, which is a yoga school. So people can stay and do yoga trainings. And <clears throat> we also have a holistic spa. Um, we offer Reiki attunement. And uh, at the moment, we're putting in an infrared sauna and cold plunge for people with rheumatic um, uh, problems and also for uh, autoimmune diseases and for athletes that need to recover easier. We do massages. But my school offers 200-hour integrative yoga teacher training. So they learn all the spiritual aspects. They learn, they learn um, the Kriyas. They learn asana. They, we, we touch on some Vedic wisdom, um, the Bhagavad Gita and the sutras. Um, and it's a really beautiful – kind of, our, our teacher training is like a two-and-a-half-week healing retreat as well as a teacher training and the the title of it is uh, heal evolve inspire uh, so it really encourages those who um, want to do a teacher training to heal mm -hmm. and then experience the evolution within the 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 two day two and a half weeks and it's pretty intense you know we're up early in the morning because it kind of follows um, a little bit my daily uh, mm -hmm. practices and and you know they learn we do a trauma-informed training within it um, and they come out really um, really inspired and really inspired within themselves and really inspired to share the practices so the last group that we had we had two soldiers from the Belize Defense Force who are now sharing yoga practices with the soldiers and uh, and we had uh, two massage therapists, and we had some you know entrepreneurs that are that attended. So I thought that was and a nurse. We had a nurse who looks as though they want to share with their fellow medical practitioners. So um, I'm always really happy when I see you know the people from those communities that really mm -hmm. want to help. Uh, and How so that's often what we is do. It? You have it once a year. We, we had it in, in the end of May to um, mid-June, and it was the first one after COVID. Normally, I do twice a year, okay. uh, but we're, I'm trying to test the waters to see how mm -hmm. it goes. But yeah, people can come from, from abroad and stay with us. We have like a package, you know, our cafe is vegan vegetarian, so we incorporate that food. They learn about Ayurveda. 
um, as well. So it's a, it's a really nice all encompassing and everything kind of fits together. They understand truly what yoga is, that it's not just, you know, bending yourself. They really understand it. And, and so they come, it, so many of them came with an idea of what it was and then left with this, this like very expansive view. Um, yeah, and then we, we do uh, Reiki attunements. I do attunements one, self-healing, self, uh, and then uh, Reiki two, healing others. And we've had a lot of uh, spa um, massage therapists that are incorporating that into their, into their treatments. Um, and so, yeah, it is, it's just, you know, it's, some of the things that I'm learning, I'm, I'm, sharing and hopefully get it my idea was to really get like yoga teachers in all the hotels so hotels can really offer and just to mm -hmm. see Belize as this kind of wellness yoga destination because we have so many beautiful parts and you know our our the the older generations were very much into herbal healing quite a lot like Ayurveda you know yeah so I you like I have this vision of I believe being known for our wellness yeah it'll happen yeah I hope so <laughs> and with rock you know I think for the past for with rhythm of change for the past couple of years especially during COVID like there was so much that we did if mm. you go to our website like we have a, a rock boutique now <laughs> uh, we have all these things that all our like board members and our executive director Rihanna like we just came together and we had like this shakti behind us you know we were just doing 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 um because we felt as though there was a need of the hour that we needed to get these practices out for people to be able to cope we did the chill we, we videoed the children's series we did all this stuff our festival every year we did online and that you shared with and then everything opened up and it's getting back to normal and it's just as though we we're all kind of gradually now trying to figure out our own personal lives like how are we going to integrate back into society like how are we going to do like what you know how are we going to make a living that that kind of thing and so the the creative aspect of rock has kind of slowed down but we have these practices online and um we're working in person with some uh, uh foundations mm. With personal group, our, our, our uh, executive director, Rihanna Schnarr, who's also a psychologist, she developed a personal growth curriculum for mm. people that kind of wanted. And she, of course, she's incorporated many yogic uh, techniques and practices. And so we have that that's being done. And we're teaching teachers to be children's yoga teachers within the different gang communities so that they're teaching wow. their children so we're doing some stuff but the creative aspect i think has calmed down a little bit because we we did so much during covid that it's now it's just like putting it in implementation you know what right. i mean yeah yeah so is is the rhythm of change the international festival belize international yoga festival is that still happening in person or you're focusing more on the online Offering. No, no. Last last year we actually had it in person as well, and we okay. had some Belizeans that come. And it, but it was also online. And this year we're also going to do the same. We're looking it for it to be at uh, the end, like the twenty fifth and twenty sixth of November, to because we get a lot of people that come to celebrate Thanksgiving here, and it was kind of like a 
uh, a group decision to make the theme about gratitude and being grateful mm -hmm. for like being able to come out of COVID in the way that we did and to just use that as a, as a theme. So we kind of fit it together with the Thanksgiving time. And so we're going to see how that works. So this year, um, but November yeah, 25th, 25th to 20. Yeah. It should be on our website soon. Mm -hmm. On the, um, the website for Rhythm of Change is yogahealsbelieves.com. Hmm. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah. And on that, uh, we have breathwork courses, 30-day courses that, you know, the breathwork uh, that can help with everything from anger, trauma, grief, um, addictions, everything. I mean, it's, it's really powerful 30-day courses that you can read. We have about two of those. We have yoga for seniors. We have yoga for nursing homes, for people that are bedridden to give them breakfast or mm -hmm. exercise and, and movement. Children's yoga courses from 5 to 8, 9 to 12, 13 to 18. And they're progressive, so they're all age appropriate. You know, they, we, work, we work with the psychologist, so we're doing practices that help for the, the development of that particular age group. Mm -hmm. uh, and oh we have chair yoga it's a, there's a lot up there that we filmed during COVID for people to access online so I know what I'm doing after I log off with you <laughs> then I'm yeah, going to go yeah. look at the breath work for sure actually started yeah, yeah. breath work at the worst possible time when I had COVID I started oh, one of yeah. the pranayamas yeah so um, I want to do it again with healthy set of lungs <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I tell you the, um, but ironically, it's like now we have these practices to really help to strengthen our lungs, to expand mm -hmm. the lung capacity, and to help with our immune system because it 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 really plays a part. You know, all those yeah. things plays a part, and our nervous system. That's amazing. So. Well, I thank you so much. I we planned on thirty forty minutes, and we've gone almost an hour. So is that right? Oh God. <laughs> But I'm so grateful to you. I've had goosebumps most of the conversation because they felt so true to my heart. And I know you've inspired me as you have so many. So thank you. Oh, and I look forward to when I'm in when I'm in the States to come and visit you or you if you're ever wanting a break to come visit me, you oh. know, you casa for sure. Thank you. Thanks so much, Michelle. I hope to speak to you soon. Okay, bye, darling. Take care. Namaste. Namaste.